we're gonna get you dancing on this one. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze, country roads, take me home to the place. Hello everybody, welcome back. This is episode 37 of the Nonsense Podcast, and this week we have Gage from Stage Moms, and Stage Moms is a West Virginia-based band, although the members are uh, kind of live around the area in bordering states. Nonetheless, they are the heart and soul of this country. Um, I just discovered them actually today through a, a mutual friend. Shout out to Danny from The Ever After, but um, Danny actually referred Gage to uh, reach out to us, and turns out just uh, we did need actually an interview tonight because... Um, I don't know if you guys follow us on Instagram at NonsensePod, but you would notice that we uh, kind of hit a little bit of a snafu, both technologically and scheduling-wise, where we just weren't able to churn out an episode with uh, our guest yesterday that we were recording with. And so we've moved them on actually to a uh, later date where it kind of works better for everybody and we can make sure that we do them justice. But um, yeah, Gage hopped right in and was just like an absolutely electric, awesome interview. Um, we got to talk about, he used to be a venue owner. Like how sick is that? How many people can say they've owned a music venue? Um, you know, at his age, he's, he's not even like, you know, crazy old or anything. He's like around my age. So, you know, that's awesome. He also has, you know, gotten the chance to tour the country in a, a folk punk band. And then now he's in his, uh, you know, kind of pop punk uh, blended band Stage Moms. And Stage Moms is uh, very talented. And like I said, they're able to pull in a lot of uh, different music genres into one cohesive, coherent body of work. And uh, they just released Sophomore Slump actually about a week ago. So check that out if you guys have a uh, music streaming service. And you can also find their music video for that. Uh, on YouTube and any other uh, place that you stream your videos. And um, you can actually hear Sophomore Slump at the end of the episode, so check that out. And um, as for the interview, I, I think that uh, Gage was definitely able to open up quite a bit, and uh, we had literally just met a few hours ago online. So really shout out to him for being flexible and uh, giving us one hell of an interview. So without further ado, let's uh, hop right into the interview and we'll see you in two weeks. guys have a very unique I guess, genre that you play and it's not one or the other it's it's a whole combination of things and so I wanted to hear from you really um you know one how would you describe your band sound and then two uh you know what sort of that sound where do you guys pull this from so uh we call it uh aggressive pop punk which is just it's just like pop punk but like we really draw inspiration from like the uh, 2011 style, like sad boy pop punk or whatever, like Tumblr pop punk, <laughs> whatever they called it back then. And then uh, we we uh, draw a lot of influences from like hardcore and uh, just a bunch of different genres. We all have uh, different backgrounds. Uh, the guitar player and I played in a folk punk band for a few years really? together. Yeah. And then, um, our uh, bass player plays in like an indie folk project as well. And then uh, our drummer who used to be our guitarist, uh, he switched the drums for the new EP. He, uh, he grew up in like cross punk stuff. Nice. So could... I, I certainly get, yeah, sorry to cut you off. I oh, no, you're good. That. Like that all makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely have a pretty unique background. So we're trying to blend it. And then like, I listen to like a lot of, like rap and like uh indie emo or midwest emo and then like the indie emo stuff but then we also all listen to like hardcore and like some beatdown bands and some metalcore and we just listen to a bunch of different stuff so pop punk's kind of like the the starting point and then we just like try to do some different stuff with it nice and so do you do 
I, or I guess what percentage of like the writing do you do for the band? Uh, so I, I pretty much just write the vocals or the lyrics, I mean, and then uh, we'll like all get together and try to do like vocal melodies and stuff. And uh, then they all write their own parts. And then Drew, because he used to be our second guitarist, he wrote uh, he wrote a lot of the guitar on the first. He wrote almost all the guitar on the first EP. And then on the second EP, he wrote uh, about like probably like 30 percent of the guitar and then he wrote obviously all the drums and dom writes all their bass parts and then grayson writes all their guitar parts and then we all switch off vocally a lot so they kind of do their like make up their vocal melodies and stuff and then they kind of all just collaborate (laughs) yeah that that sounds like a tight ship man that's awesome um and it's it's cool because like the way you describe it is that you know everybody kind of plays their part and you know has a sort of like even um contribution to the writing process and you know now knowing that you guys were all involved in like different projects before this it totally makes sense um (laughs) how it's all come together and you know it was funny when i was listening like there were certain parts i'm like that is like that's that's like midwest emo like right there that's midwest emo but then that part then there's like another part i'm like yeah cross punk like i I could see that and then obviously there's the element of like pop punk that kind of um ties everything together with that which i think is you know just a beautiful way of um putting everything together but i want to hear from you about uh the new newest single is about like a week ago or so that you guys dropped it sophomore slump so let's hear about that yeah, so um, it was actually uh, Sophomore Slump. It's the first song we wrote going forward with the second EP, which is kind of ironic that that's the one we ended up putting out as the yeah, I like as that. the single. <laughs> we uh, we wrote that song back in like early March, and uh, we were gonna play it on uh, some of the dates of our March tour. Obviously, uh. We didn't get to finish the March tour because oh, yeah. <laughs> the pandemic, but um, our uh, drummer quit like a few days before the tour, so we didn't really get to play it. But uh, we had we uh, found a fill in that uh, literally just some random dude that got tagged in a comment, and he was he drove like six hours before we even what? met, Where'd and he, come he ended from? up uh Maryland. He uh, wow. I don't know exactly where, but he ended up being like the homie. He's like. <laughs> we're trying to like make him be a permanent member of the band uh but him being far away and obviously no touring or no traveling or anything like that makes it a little difficult but anyway sorry a little tangent about <laughs> the sophomore slump but uh so basically it's just about like uh like I said Grayson and I were in a in a folk punk band that we toured a lot and um we ended up uh breaking up because of like depression and stuff with uh, just constantly being on the road and just being exhausted and being broke. So we kind of, uh, we broke up and I kind of like tried to do the normal life thing, which didn't work at all. And it made me way more depressed. So that's kind of like what the song's about. Nice. And so, you know, from hearing about your stories from the road, it seems like uh, your, your first EP late night, let me make sure long drive and late nights. <laughs> I made sure I wrote it down because I was I knew I was gonna call it late nights and long drives. Dude, of, we uh, do the same I thing. <laughs> the, it's a Wonder Years lyric, right, or something like that. But yeah, uh, I, so, I think so. It's very cliche pop punk thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, is that what um kind of that EP is about? Because I know there was you know some um you alluded to you know touring and kind of being on the road a few times in that EP. Yeah, so, like, um, we never really, like, talk about it or whatever, but, uh, so our whole, like, from that EP to the end of the second EP is all in chronological order, so it's basically, like, I don't want to say it's, like, a concept album or concept whatever, but it's, like, from that chunk of my life, which was, like, right when our last band broke up into the start of, like, I I owned a venue called Thunderbirds and uh, it was like that chunk of time. And then like this new EP is about like basically what we were doing when the first EP came out. So like, yeah, it's a lot about like being on the road and 
being poor <laughs> and being depressed. <laughs> yeah, they always go hand in hand, don't they? Uh, yeah, for real. But let's let's talk about then, you know, what some of your, I guess, best experiences touring were. Like, I know it's it's tough, like sleeping on, you know, hardwood floors and uh, the long drives and literally the late nights and all that <laughs> stuff. And like everything comes at a cost. But, um, you know, there is a reason why us, you know, crazy bastards do it. And so uh, what were some of the kind of like the victories you guys had on the road or some like good memories that, um, you know, you you can tie into some of those moments? Oh, uh, dude, there's so many, so many yeah. good and bad for sure. <laughs> but, uh, dude, there was this one time, this was uh, obviously the last band that we were in, but like I said, we was a folk punk band and uh, we ended up on this all rap show in Baltimore. And uh, I was like, I don't think like we're really going to fit in, but sure, whatever. <laughs> and like, I obviously like I have a rap project and like, I, uh, I'm like super involved in like, the local hip-hop scene and like super about like pretty much hip-hop's like 90 percent of what i listen to but i was just like i don't know if they're gonna like some dude with a baritone ukulele just yelling but <laughs> dude it was it was so packed and like we sold besides like a hometown show and we probably sold the most merch ever at that 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 one night it was really? crazy <laughs> yeah everyone dug it like a lot the case where it's like you guys are the the one kind of like way unique act of the night. So everybody was probably kind of like thrown yeah. off in a good way about that. Yeah. And then for like, obviously stage moms, I want to like for the best, I should probably mention a good time with us too. But uh, yeah, let's hear about we, it. Um, so we were on this, uh, we were on this uh, little like weekend run and we played, uh, we play Rochester and um we we show up or we drive overnight and um we go to this uh dunkin donuts at like 9 a.m and it was just some random dunkin donuts we stopped uh we slept at the gas station across the street and <laughs> so we we drive over and i like wait in this real long line and i was the only one in the van that like went in because i was gonna drive so i had to get some coffee and like I'm going in and like this is huge line and like I get to it and they're like, Hey, how, how many donuts you got you want? And I was like, oh, I just want a coffee. And she was like trying to talk me into getting these donuts. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I'm not really hungry. And then like I get to my coffee and she's like, Oh, it's free. Everything in the store is free today. So I like what? ran out to the van and was like, Everyone get in here. Like we got <laughs> I think we got like forty eight donuts because they were oh just giving God. them away with like uh by the dozen because it was their first open like it was like their soft opening so like oh. everything was free it was so weird <laughs> dude, <laughs> that's, that's just the fat kid in me being like yeah that's the best part <laughs> dude our uh our guitarist avery is he he loves donuts and so like that would just be i mean i hope he listens to this episode because he'd just be like yeah i gotta find the store like we'll be on tour and we're gonna stop dude. at every store donuts. we are <laughs> We are a Dunkin' Donuts band for sure, but um, you said Rochester. Is that Rochester, West Virginia? Uh, no, New uh, York. New York. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, up in there. We uh played uh, God, I'm blanking on the on the venue name, but we played with uh my homies uh twenty something. They're a really good band I've up heard there. Of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben's the homie. They're all the homies. We ended up staying at their their house afterwards and hung out. I love those guys. Nice. Yeah, our our managers actually. Well, I have family from Rochester too, but uh, oh, cool. yeah, our managers up there too. So he knows like a ton of people, and he's always just like, "Hey, you ever heard of these guys?" So <laughs> yeah, no, but twenty something. Yeah, I think I've heard of them because of the um, like the pop punk networking group and all of those. Yeah, probably. That's been super helpful in like being able to connect with everybody. I think this is, I guess, my way of being able to connect with a lot of bands where. Um, you know, it it goes only so far as to like just message somebody and saying like, "Hey, man, I like your music." You know, um, it's weird because you know nowadays you can't just be like, "I like your music," like let's play a show. It's like <laughs> yeah, we don't know when real. that's gonna happen next. So, um, how else are we gonna make a connection that's kind of uh, meaningful and lasting? And luckily through this, I've been able to do that with a lot of bands like yourself, where um, you know we may have not otherwise had the opportunity because we would have probably been busy with touring or 
um, maybe writing or recording and stuff. But now that's all kind of a lot of that's come to a halt. This is kind of life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely like it's weird because it uh, it kind of puts the um, like the focus on like a lot of bands, including us, just like don't really promote online because we're just like we gotta we're we gotta book this tour we gotta play these shows like we're and then we're obviously always also working like jobs too because there's no money in this so it's like (laughs) yeah online promo kind of like is last like last case scenario i feel like a lot Mm -hmm. of the time so like now these what eight nine months since we haven't been on the road has definitely yeah. helped us build our social media following for sure so like i'm definitely grateful for that but i hate not being out on the road i know and that's something i actually really never got that much of a taste of um touring something like entirely new for me being in a, in a like a serious band is actually something that's been very new to me i think i actually joined this band January 1st, 2020. Oh, and so uh, <laughs> we didn't have much of an opportunity to go play. Yeah. Uh, I think we we played a show like three weeks after I joined. They had already been playing shows and some of the guys had known each other for a while. But man, yeah, like once you get a taste of it, like there's nothing like it, um, especially if everything goes like pretty well, like doing I think weekenders is a great thing because you get to kind of work your job and you have yeah something to look forward to on the weekends too but it's not just like you know uh like you kind of live like the trucker lifestyle where you're just mm-hmm. driving eight hours a day and then just like sleeping on the side of the road you know that's it's tough being a touring bit like especially i think when a lot of people make that first jump when you're like i want to do this as like a job oh, yeah. and like i'm still figuring out because i'm young and like i haven't been doing this for 10 years and uh you know but you kind of just have to like at some point go out and do it (laughs) and it sounds like you've you know had the opportunity to do that i'm actually interested like what's um you know what was the name of your folk band or your folk punk band and uh um, so we were called uh we were called down they fall and then uh after we broke up we uh i started writing music like real like randomly and it was called uh we did like a little we only did one run uh with this other band or other project called uh vage goto which is just my name with the the v and the g replaced (laughs) but but yeah um down they fall was the one we did like i've done probably 80 percent of my touring ever in that band and then um we only did one run with uh our friends apes of the state and local news legends we did the last like six days five days of their tour as vage goda and then um stage moms have just been the rest of the tours that i've done nice man and so i usually like asking this to bands who have had the opportunity to tour so what i'm curious is like what is the farthest that music is taking you? Like what's the farthest from home you've been on tour? It sounds like Rochester's pretty damn far from you, but <laughs> uh is there anywhere else that's like even further past that? Uh Stage Moms went down to Texas. Uh yeah. that's where March twentieth. Uh, we were uh we got booked on uh South by Southwest. We had uh nice. two or three shows down there. And um, all of them canceled, obviously, but um, we ended up getting like replacement shows. And then the last show on like March 20th, which is the one we actually had, was the only like official South By show. But um, it got canceled because South By got canceled, but the show still stayed together. Like they were like, we'll just put it on. The venue was like, we'll just put it on. So we played that show and literally as um, as we were on stage, every single venue or every single promoter for the rest of the like nine or 10 days we were out all hit me up like, yo dude, this is getting serious. Like we got to cancel. And then like, we were almost like, I don't even like it was, it was sketch, but like we started that tour on uh, March 13th and like we were gone. And like March 13th was like, Oh, like this is probably like, like every everything's still open and then the 14th it was like uh, i don't know like i don't know oh, yeah and then it was like the 15th was like uh, i don't know and then it just kept on 
or I think March 20th was when I got home. I think the 18th was the last show. Yeah. So like the 18th, everything closed and we were like, dude, I don't like want to even do this. Like we need to get home. And then we were like, well, we're already here. So we'll play this show and then dip. And then it just worked out where every, like we didn't have to, I mean, obviously looking back, we definitely wouldn't have been the bad guy for dropping all of those shows, but like, yeah, we, we definitely were like kind of worried that all these promoters would get pissed at us because obviously we've never seen anything like a pandemic before mm-hmm. like this. So we didn't really know how to handle it. And nobody did. I mean, people like to kind of act like they knew what to do, but we were all, yeah, we, we were all scared and <laughs> just confused. Dude. Yeah. Um, I talked to, uh, my friends in the Maguas, they're a band out of, um, out of Pennsylvania, uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. And they were saying they played like a, um, uh, what's it? St. Patty's day show, which is Ooh. like, I think the 17th. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Or it was that weekend, which was like the 14th. I think I was actually supposed to do the dropkick Murphys in Boston, um, that day for that, which was a real bummer. Cause that got canceled. But like, yeah, they were like, our skin was like kind of crawling. Cause we're like, we don't know if anybody here has it. Like we want to play a show. We want to have fun. But like, uh, at that point, like the Northeast had been hit pretty hard and, uh, dude, I would, I would have been like freaking out. I'm kind of like a, around winter and stuff and all that. Like, I'm kind of like a germaphobe cause I, I hate getting sick. Like that's my least favorite thing ever is dude, just feeling same. like shit. And so, um, like, I, I don't know. I would have been just like <laughs> standing back on the, I don't know. <laughs> oh dude. Yeah. It was terrifying. Like, um, it kind of made it, it was dude, it was like worst case scenario because the photographer we had on the tour flew in from, uh, uh, where is she from? Oh my gosh. I'm blanking on it. Um, I don't, where's the mall of America at? Why am I blanking on this? Is that, minnesota minnesota yeah yeah (laughs) she flew in from minnesota and uh then we had Corey, the drummer drive six hours so like (laughs) we just kind of like felt like i don't really know what to do here and then like we just started and uh like when we started the tour it was like everyone was like like it might get bad type of situation but it definitely wasn't like how it got like it was like every bar was open every nightclub like concerts were still happening and then like three days in every like dine like indoor dining restaurant was like closed and that's kind of when we were like yo we should probably figure out an exit plan (laughs) like yeah get the get the fuck out and disinfect everything (laughs) oh dude it was so scary it was like we um we went to this Taco Bell and um, this kid was having like his birthday party in there and like everyone yeah. was having like masks and stuff. And this was like when they told you not to wear masks and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so we what were like, dude, yeah, that was the thing. We like brought a bunch of masks cause we were like, obviously that would help. And then like, they were saying, don't wear masks. So we just have like a box of masks in the van. <laughs> and we were always like, I don't know if you should wear it or, but yeah, dude, that was a, it seems like a lifetime ago now, but yeah, that was, that was scary. <laughs> like, I, dude, we are like, what is it? Like three months away from a oh, yeah. year of it. Like that's so, so crazy. Depressing. Yeah. I know. I, and what was the worst thing I think in the beginning was just like, especially for music was not knowing. Cause there were no, like there's no like firm deadline. Like it was yeah. like, Oh, three weeks and it'll pass if we're all good. And then nobody was good. So <laughs> it just got worse. And yeah. then like, yeah, man. And it's, it's a real bummer. Cause like there's so much uncertainty, but now I think everybody's a little bit more like, I guess in, in a better mindset where it's like, okay, we need to readjust our strategy now. If we can't play live shows, let's figure something else out because, uh, you know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough not knowing, but, um, I think there's kind of like an agreement right now where it's like, all right, like let's maybe take a step back from strategizing around like shows and figure out social media or maybe doing live streams and all that stuff. Like, you know, obviously for bigger bands, like, uh, I know the wonder years are doing it and, uh, my favorite band, the dirty nil was doing it. And like, um 
who else was somebody else was doing it too but yeah like there's ways to make money off it but it's obviously not as successful you know and probably as uh, yeah. money driving as a, a a real live show but um you know enough enough negative talk i think with the <laughs> pandemic i want to i want to learn more about kind of your local scene in west virginia you know where do you what town specifically do you guys hail from if it's all kind of like an epicenter and so, um, yeah oh sorry Sorry, we're going to cut you off. Uh, we're from Moundsville, West Virginia. Um, we say that because I owned a concert venue called Thunderbirds in Moundsville, and that was like where we practiced, where our home shows would be. That's but awesome. um, it had to close in April because oh. of the pandemic, obviously. But uh, we practice out of Wheeling, West Virginia now. But uh, only one, it's funny, only one of us lives in West Virginia currently. Like I live in really? Ohio. Um, and our bass player lives in Washington, PA, and our drummer lives in Pittsburgh, PA. And wow. then uh, our uh, guitarist, Grayson, he lives in Benwood, West Virginia, which is like five minutes away from Moundsville. Okay. They got a hockey team out wheeling, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah wheeling Nailers. Oh, wheeling yeah. Nailers, yeah. 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 Um, dude, let's let's talk about Thunderbirds. That What's it like owning a venue? super stressful <laughs> i know everybody's probably like that's so sick and you're like no it's like a business <laughs> yeah i mean it was definitely like the best time of my life i mean like it, it sucks that it's over and it's really depressing that it's over but it was it was hard it was super crazy we were always running in a million different directions but like i wouldn't i wouldn't take it back or change it like i, I fucking love that place man what uh what kind of acts did you book what you know who came through um so a lot of like so many people like from all over the country and we've had some people from like germany and uh wow. like in the year and somewhere in the uk came through but uh my favorite shows were probably um the homies rarity came through dude um, we talked to corbin not long ago oh uh, dude yeah, yeah, the homies. I'm like sick. wearing their hoodie now. <laughs> Those dudes oh, are like yeah, my favorite people ever. Yeah, man. That's dude, that's great. Like, you know, you're not necessarily booking like small hometown acts. Those guys are a touring fucking band and they're uh I, I saw their uh you know their like Spotify wrapped or whatever. They have oh I'm sure it was so crazy. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it was like two million or a yeah, million or yeah. something like that. Uh -huh. It was definitely sick. Yeah, dude, I love those guys. Um they came through twice and uh both times they stayed at my house and made wow. like just hung out and stuff like those dudes are the best and um but uh other bands uh we've got uh Keonashi, they're great band uh they're on equal vision i think wow. um they're like a mathcore band uh i think they call it like emo mathcore but <laughs> <laughs> they're just like a mathcore band but um then we got uh eddie from taking back sunday came through um Let's see who else. Uh, uh, handguns came through. They're the homies. Um, yeah. Trying to think who else. Oh, there's so many. Um, Apes of the State came through. Um, dude, I'm blanking. There's so <laughs> many. Like, now how long did you own it? Uh, a little under two years. And was it always Thunderbirds? Yeah, yeah. We opened it from the. Uh, just like it was uh just like a place that used to be like a furniture store or something. Really? Oh wow. So you guys just basically gutted it and put that all together, man. What was that process yeah. like? Dude. Okay, so um we had to knock out a wall, um put uh <laughs> rip up the carpeting, put uh that snap flooring in, paint everything, do everything like from yeah. getting it to be a retail store to a concert venue in literally 28 days it was insane 28 days you 20 yeah i don't think anything's ever gotten done in 28 days <laughs> <laughs> maybe two, we'll say 29 just to be sure oh man but, I, mean, dude, <laughs> I was there from i was working um overnights at uh, planet fitness at the time mm -hmm. and i would literally wake up at like super super early in the like get done from work um just go to thunderbirds and like do everything all day and then leave and go to uh go back from uh there and just go back and forth that's crazy dude yeah so like 
Dude, I bet the, the paint probably didn't even dry before you guys opened up here. <laughs> what was actually the first uh, show that you hosted there? Uh, we did a soft opening art show that was like uh, um, and like a bunch of artists came through and we did like acoustic acts and um, we had it was like the they do this thing in uh, on the street every September um, where it's like a all day festival outside and they have like street vendors and stuff. So we did that as like the soft opening where we just had a bunch of um, bunch of like uh, acoustic acts, and then the uh, first like real show was the following week when we had um, it was just a mixed genre bill, uh, all local bands. Nice, dude. And so, what I'm wondering now is, did you ever have any issues with like the neighbors there with like sound and all that? Like, did anybody um, ever call the cops on you or whatever? We had the cops there once. No. No, actually, that wasn't the cops there. We've never had the cops there. We had oh, the uh, fire department there, oh, and a cop and a cop tried to come in because he was like um, – so we had this uh, the spooktacular extravaganza on the first year we opened, and uh, one of the acoustic acts, uh, like local acts, brought a smoke – or a fog machine, <laughs> and they uh, set off the fire alarms. Oh, shit. And um, so – the fire department came and um so thing about moundsville is it's like like opioid central like everyone yeah like everyone's on drugs there and everything so this cop came and there was literally like uh um like a box of like sudafed not even on our like property or anything it was like in the road and he tried to say that that was like enough reason to come in and i was like you can buy Sudafed over the counter and I promise yeah. you we're not making meth in this venue. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're, we were in all ages, like a hundred percent sober DIY, like venue. Yeah, like you're we not literally, risk, like, your business, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. If anything, yeah. we're going to be selling alcohol out of there. <laughs> and we yeah. wouldn't even, we didn't even do that. Like you're I'm not selling meth. Yeah. Get it straight. <laughs> so stupid. But yeah, cops never came. Um, this one time, um, this uh, our neighbor, uh, it was like an antique store or something. She was cool <laughs> at first and then she got like really annoyed at us. So um, she this was literally our only this story is like so funny because it was such a coincidence. But uh, this is the only time we've ever had any issues or any accidents at Thunderbirds. So um, (laughs) this woman comes over and starts screaming at me saying that there was like a fight at the show the night before. And I was like, we've never had a fight. We've never had any injuries, nothing like the whole street we were on was just flooded with bars. And I was like, I was like, it was probably the bar right next door. So like, yeah, whatever she like stopped. So then that show the the day, like she came up was a, um, was a death show. <laughs> and, um, I think it was God of nothing. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. They're a pretty big band. And, uh, somewhere to call home was the other band that was on the tour. And, um, during their set this kid gets his nose broken and he he goes out like right it just happened so quick so he leaves gets out like literally right in front of her store and is just gushing blood and like right right in front of her camera (laughs) that she like pointed at our venue and i was like dude like come on (laughs) yeah go around back that's not here (laughs) yeah we cleaned it all up and i she never mentioned it but it was so funny it was like that could not have happened on another day like that would have been too perfect (laughs) dude that's that's wild man like i can't just going back to like having a venue like i can't tell you how many times i've walked past like empty storefronts like I, i used to live in um jersey city and, um, you know, there, there's some that's going through a lot of development right now. So like, obviously me as a 26 year old would not be able to buy any sort of property that is overlooking New York city. Like that would be, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, but like yeah, I've walked by there and I'm like, man, like there's some empty storefronts. I'd be like, I think that would be so sick to just gut that thing, make it a sick music venue. You know, one of those ones where like, 
used to be a restaurant or something where it has like the uh, checkerboard tile floor. I'm like, yep. I'm so <laughs> with this, but um, dude, like big props to you. Uh, just kind of, you know, starting up on that. What, what was the, the thought process behind, you know, starting that? It was this always something that was in your head and, you know, you wanted to act on it or were you like, uh, you know, maybe, you know, it took like a year to plan, like how much kind of went behind this before you really pulled the trigger? Uh, so my, uh, the co like owner, co-founder was, uh, him and I has been throwing shows for, uh, oh, like since 2013, he's been throwing shows. I've been throwing shows since like 2009. Um, so like we've always just thrown DIY shows and, um, we've tried, we've always talked about it. Like, dude like we're eating like a th- it would co- it would cost like to rent out a hall and like throw a successful show it would cost like a thousand bucks and wow. we'd just basically be like dude like that's rent like we could definitely do this and then um his band threw a show at this record store and there was a ven or there was an old bar that was closed down right next door to it and I was like, we kind of like, we're just sitting out there like talking after they're set. And I was like, dude, let's like try to get some info on this place. So like we looked at it, it wasn't even close to being big enough for anything. Uh-huh. And then it kind of like, we got some more people involved, more friends. And like, we kind of became like a collective and um, basically we just kept on looking at places and we found a place in Moundsville, which, uh, None of us are from Moundsville or have ties, but the area we live is called the Ohio Valley. And it's like probably 10 small like towns and villages and cities that all like coexist together. And so like Moundsville is like 45 minutes from my house, but I live at like the tail end of like going west of the valley. So like it was like 10 minutes from Wheeling and like it wasn't too far and like Wheeling's kind of like the middle of the valley because it's like the big city big in quotations because it's (laughs) not big at all but like they have the hockey team and stuff so Mm -hmm. like but yeah so we just kind of like kept on looking and tried to make a business plan and tried to we started throwing shows that were called uh Thunderbirds Presents and they all the money would be going to like they were just like fundraiser shows we threw like three um the last one we did was uh forever came calling and uh bloom played at a a wrestling ring uh that's awesome (laughs) yeah it was sick and then um that was like a a month before thunderbirds opened so like i just got the keys actually i think i we just got the keys like a day or two before that thunder or that uh forever came calling show wow so it was like super super quick process there were like eight of us involved so we were really able to get the ball moving and we were all we kind of staggered it so like we would all be like someone was basically always there dude that's so sick yeah you guys ran a legit business it sounds like and so um did you ever have stage moms play there and like how often did you guys play yeah, so um, Stage Moms is a is a new band. Uh, we started in November. We started a year ago this week, actually. So, um, dude, same same with my band. What makes sense? <laughs> they literally started in November, or I wouldn't say started in November, but like released, you know, the material. Yeah, yeah we did our uh, release show. We've only played Thunderbirds three times. We've only played locally three times. So we played yeah. our. Uh, we played our EP release show that was with handguns and uh, a bunch of other like local bands. And then we played this 29 scene show in uh, December where uh, we did a cover set of a day to remember. And then my rap project, I have like a rap collective with uh, one of the owners of Thunderbirds as well. And uh, we did a three Oh three cover set. (laughs) Dude, I'm sure people love that. Like that's kind of the music that, no one wants to admit they listen to, but like when it comes on, you're like, yeah. So like we got really lucky, like Thunderbirds, um, going into Thunderbirds, we were like, dude, like we need to make this place be a place for like high school kids and like the next generation. Cause like we're old, we're getting up there yeah. <laughs> and, um, we got to like try to make sure that there's a next generation of this, like the Ohio Valley scene and like, 
by the grace of God, it like worked. And like, we had like four or five, like high school kid bands. And so like the 2019 show was like a bunch of kids and like, they all knew like a day to remember and like my chemical romance, but like, dude, none of them knew who 303 was. And so like we're playing and like, they're like, I think there was like 60 something people at the show. And like, I'd say like probably like 40% of it were like our age. And then like the rest were like high school kids. And then like they did, they were like, Oh, this is cool. Whatever. And then like we played, obviously you got to close with don't trust me. So we're like, y'all, y'all know this song. Like you guys might not know it, but you know this song. And then we started playing it and there was like a, like a full on like crowd killing and (laughs) like mosh pit stuff. So it's funny. Wow. And then, the last time we played was uh, March 13th. That was actually the ended up being the last ever show at Thunderbirds. It was we were the last band to play at Thunderbirds, which is kind of, I think it kind of weirdly went full circle. Yeah. yeah, man. Well, I mean, it, it sounds like you guys, you know, closed it out on a high note. Like, un- oh, obviously, yeah, unfortunate. A lot of a lot of places had to either you know give up their lease or you know fully close down, um, but it's i'm confident that you know if you still want to do it like i would love to see you you know bring back another venue because that sounds like something a lot of towns don't have is uh you know an all ages venue that's not just a bar like a lot of places are kind of a bar with music and then like yeah some big acts will come through like now and then but um for the most part it's like full premises kind of like bar and um you know it's tough enough to have sort of a music scene and it's in a small town like that's where i'm from too i'm from you know a small farming town so we never really played shows in my town it was always you know elsewhere and you have to travel about 10 minutes or whatnot but like that's really sick like an all-ages venue too and you know not uh kind of like taking that risk of you know having a bar and like you know not relying on that too much like saying like all right we're gonna we're going to have sick acts. We're going to have sick music here. And, you know, we don't need necessarily that, you know, sort of liquor premise to uh, uphold that. Oh yeah, dude, that was like our main goal. I mean, our, originally we wanted to be able to sell like just beer. Like I was, we were never interested in like liquor or anything like that. Um, We kind of just wanted to sell beer. So like, or even just have like BOIOB just so like, people who only like come to shows to get drunk would still come, but it ended up not working. So we were just completely, um, completely, uh, sober space. That's cool, man. I have to say one of my, I'm in another band too. And, uh, I guess we're more kind of like old school punk rock, uh, you know, kind of like earlier on punk rock, you know, you're looking at like stooges and all that. And, um, So we got a chance to like play in, um, in Brooklyn. That was actually, I think the last show that we played and that was so much fun. Cause backstage, there wasn't really a backstage. It was literally like <laughs> kind of an extension they built on the venue yeah. and, um, th- they had a full, uh, cooler of just Miller, Miller lights, <laughs> like stacked up for free, take as much as you want. So of like, of course I was like, all right, I'm going to have three before the show. Cause I was getting bored and things, you know, the show never starts on time. That's just how, oh, yeah. how Punk it goes. Time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so, and then after that, well, I'm like, well, I don't need to go to like, fuck these drink tickets. Like there's beer. <laughs> right but the thing was the backstage was literally that like behind the stage and there was no way to get there <laughs> until the, the each band finished their set. So oh, of course, gosh. like the last band on, um, you know, we, we finish and then the headliners were supposed to go on, but they're getting up. To be honest, they're a little full of themselves too. So it was kind of tough, like navigating through them. Like, hey guys, just grabbing all my shit <laughs> and like a few beers while you guys get ready and sound check. But uh, yeah, I was kind of like hilarious. stuffing them in my sweatshirt. <laughs> so are you close to like New York? I like New York uh, City. I mean, I'm now uh, I'm back at my parents because um, you know the city just got ravaged by oh, the virus. Yeah, yeah, true that's where my work is. Uh, luckily, you know, I've, I've been blessed and I'm able to like work remote, which is nice. So, um, but there will come a time where I'll be back down there, but, um, yeah, it's been actually kind of like an odd blessing because, um, my band, what makes sense up here is, um, 
you know, they're kind of like more of my full-time band. And I normally would have to like take an hour and a half train, uh, you know, either every other weekend or whatnot to go like practice with them. Uh, or they would have to come pick me up at shows because I, you know, I just took trains. I didn't own a car yeah. down there. And, um, you know, I, I'm now like 40 minutes away from our practice space, which is really nice. And like we're able to practice every week. And it's been great for creative, man. It's, uh, cool. it's a weird time, but we luckily have a pretty decent like warehouse that we practice in. So we're making the best of it, man. And, um, you know, hopefully you guys are able to do that too. Like what's, what's the scenario with, uh, you know, you guys right now, what's, uh, what's it like moving forward? I know you guys said you have an EP coming up. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, went up to Jersey to record with, uh, Ace Enders and Nick, uh, I don't know how to say his last name, but, uh, he was the, he's in a uh, man overboard. Um, wait, wait, what's the name of the, uh, the, uh, studio, the lumber yard. Dude, yeah, some of our friends have gone there. Uh, fuck. I forgot who it was, but yeah, they've they've been there. Mm-hmm. Dude, I love that place. I love those guys. They're the best. Um, we recorded an EP called uh, Almost Heaven Feels Like Hell, which is like a play on our like state slogan or whatever is uh, Almost Heaven for West Virginia. And uh, then we re- released the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we uh, recorded with them uh, in late September, I think. Yeah, late September. We released uh, Sophomore Slump last week, and uh, we're releasing the full EP March 12th, and we might do another single. Well, we're definitely doing another single, but it might be in uh, either late January, early February. Dude, that's sick. Um, I'm excited for you guys. It sounds like, uh, you know, despite all of the setbacks, you were able to, you know, kind of <laughs> be able to do something with all this uh, and have some time off on the road to, like, you know, get creative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely when this is over, we're hitting the road as hard as humanly possible because <laughs> this is driving us all. I know we're all pretty cooped up, just yeah. like driving ourselves crazy thinking about it <laughs> like just like when we getting back out yeah. where do you want to play when you're when you first get that you know next opportunity to play a show dude i want to go out west uh the furthest west uh, i've ever gone was uh new mexico and colorado i want to go out to um california so bad i want to play uh arizona real bad we got some homies down there uh, our friend melissa marie she uh she does some stuff with uh her uh her boyfriend and they throw shows that are really sick uh they do run like a a weed store down there and they throw events and um so i really want to play with with her she uh used to be in the band called the millionaires and she has a solo project now and uh she just released her first single a few weeks ago no a few months ago so i think it'd be sick to link up with her and then uh we want to go out to uh Cali and uh our drummers uh he's from like the pacific uh west or i think that's whatever like (laughs) area he's called so we really want to get back up there because he uh has a bunch of connections up in like the hardcore scene up there so i really want to play some of those shows that's sick dude yeah that sounds like a lot of fun i've only been to shows in california never played um sick i've never been to california at all Dude, I went last year just to see shows, actually. I got some time off from work, and I was like, you know what? It's a weird time to, like, fly out. It was, like, October, which, like, no one's really doing anything in that. Yeah, for real. So, so I was like, flights are cheap. The The tickets were all, like, 30 bucks. So I was like, not a problem. Did that. It was, it was like, one of my favorite experiences, too. Just, you know, That's travel you solo. See. I saw White Reaper and um, their supporting act was the Dirty Nil. And, um, oh, cool. you know, they're my favorite band. And so, and White Reaper is probably like up there too. They're, uh, they were actually, I think, number five on my, you know, <laughs> rap playlist uh, this That's year. Sick. But just all like solid bands and really good performers. And, um, you know, it, one of the venues was so small, like literally it was like, one step above a DIY venue pretty much. And like the (laughs) stage was like two inches off the ground and you were like face up to them. So that was something I'd never experienced with a band that big. And um, it was nice. It was like personal and 
got to talk with basically everybody in the bands. So that, that was sick. rad. Yeah, man. Um, but California, it seems like a fun fucking place. So I hope you guys get to go out there, dude. I really do. Yeah, same, man. I also want to get back to Texas and play a proper show there. Like South by um, Southwest. Yeah, for real, dude. I guess they're doing obviously with COVID, they're doing this year just by uh like streaming it like a digital concert and like I we aren't even like gonna try to do one of those. We're we're uh gonna do a some sort of like something like that for our release, but um the where where we practice at, we just don't have the capability of doing that. So um I think we're gonna hit up like a, f- a friend up in PA that owns a venue and uh, try to do like a live stream up there or something. But dude, you can get basically like uh, what I was thinking, because we want to do something like that. But like, I know we we just don't have the numbers right now to do like a live stream and have it be successful. So we were thinking uh, maybe hitting up one of our friends who does like music videos. And basically um, we do have a way of, bringing all of our like um you know lines into a single interface and just like having somebody record the video basically with like a good camera live and then we kind of do just like a recorded live set dude so that's that, exactly what we're yeah. doing like yes, dude, you should that, do that sick, man yeah <laughs> it's like basically a music video without like you know all I mean, there's still editing, of course. But yeah, like, yeah. It's not that's as, exactly like, what with. we're doing. We're going to just get it from the board. And because that's the thing is I don't really care about like a live stream per se. I just want to like yeah. do it and then put it up on like Facebook and YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah, like kind of like Hate Five Six style. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he, that guy, I love all those videos, man. Dude, I've same. like discovered so many good bands from that too. Um and I think one of my favorite videos, obviously there's the, uh, there's the harm's way one. I mean, that's just, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs> that's just legendary. Yeah. The running man. I follow <laughs> yeah. that. Page. But, uh, the, maybe it was the last power trip concert that he filmed or whatever. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Riley was like, you guys might be wondering why I'm dressed like a zookeeper tonight. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. That was I watch you guys be act like fucking animals. <laughs> like everybody has <laughs> like lost their mind. I'm sure security was like we're in for a long <laughs> night. <laughs> yes, that's so funny. Well, man, I I do have uh, two last questions for you, and so um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna make it three. I I had one that I want. I just remembered I asked somebody this, and I had a great answer for it or they gave a great answer for it so i'll start with this one what is the drunkest you've ever been oh gosh this is uh that's a lot (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like Um, i don't remember (laughs) yeah i don't i don't drink anymore but um congrats congrats i probably new orleans or this past um this past new year's we were on tour and uh we played uh corbin kentucky which is just like homie central so uh (laughs) we stayed at our uh our like my best friends uh we stayed at his house and then i think like half of us went out for new year's and it was just crazy but then new year's eve was or that was on new year's eve and then uh we were on tour in uh, New Orleans. Like this was the old band, but um, I don't like. It was like all day, <laughs> just like all day. I think we started drinking at like eight a.m. and finished at like nine a.m. <laughs> like the next day, oh, it was no. crazy. Oh no! Wow that's dude i've never had to do anything like that so that's impressive yeah (laughs) um all right cool so here's our normal closer i usually like to do this because i think it's a great way to network and just have people discover new bands so um just name off some of the bands that you know maybe you're you're friends with or um you know maybe local ones that you think everybody should know about okay cool so like yeah well definitely uh Obviously, Rarity, I mentioned, uh, Handguns. Uh, if you haven't checked them out for some reason, you should check yeah, them out. Have, uh, we actually have a connection with them. I don't know how it is, but like 
I think we know them somehow. Like, oh, that's cool. Dude, amazing musicians. Yeah. If anybody listening yeah. hasn't heard of handguns yet and, you know, hasn't at least listened to like, uh, what's that song? Portrait. Like, get on yes. it, man. The self portrait. Yeah. Taylor's, yeah. Self portrait. Taylor's our manager. So, yeah. yeah, we go. Yeah. I love those dudes. Uh, I met Jake. 2013 at a truck stop which is super <laughs> on brand but uh yeah i worked on uh i did a week or week and a half of warp tour with jake and 2017 nice. yeah i love those dudes but then uh so let's see uh for lack of a term uh 20 something grasmere lotus kid um the overlooked dude there's so many I know. um <laughs> Apes of the State, Local News Legends. Um, uh, let's see, who else? Also, this is completely, I don't know these guys at all, but you should listen to Crucial Dudes because they are the best pop punk band ever and they don't get any recognition. And they just put out something. I haven't even got to listen to it yet. I think it's like B-sides or re-releases or something because they broke up forever ago. But oh, wow. you should definitely check them out, and anyone listening should, because you'll hear so many of your favorite bands have been influenced by them, and you can yeah. just tell. Yeah, Neck Deep, uh, I'm pretty sure they got their name from a Crucial Dude song. Sick, dude. Yeah, yeah. I gotta check them out then. Dude, definitely. That's There are, like, like the Wonder Years are my all-time favorite band. Like, yeah. I, have a, I have a Hank tattoo. Like, I'm super super about them but crucial dudes are definitely like stage mom's biggest like inspiration like that just it's just super gritty in your face pop punk mm -hmm. like kind of like uh such gold dagger mouth yeah. like that style but yeah dude they're, they're next level and then so final question or i guess not really question but just um <laughs> You know, is there anything else that you got, you want people to know about Stage Moms? And um, just reiterate, you know, release dates too. I think that's that's good to know. But yeah, man, um, just let us know what's what's good with Stage Moms. Uh, so, like I said, we're we just released a sophomore slump music video. Uh, it's on YouTube. Uh, you can stream it anywhere. Uh, we got the new EP comes out March twelfth. We're going to be releasing a new single uh, sometime in July or in January or February. Uh, the pop, uh, pop punk. Uh, I can't talk, dude. You got me on the spot. <laughs> the EP starts out as like pop punk, super pop punk, like, like the single sophomore slump. And then it like progresses into super heavy, not super heavy, but super heavy for a pop punk band, but it, <laughs> it just yeah. gets like heavier. And then, uh, yeah. And you can follow us at, at stage moms, WV on Twitter and Instagram. And our Facebook is just stage moms probably. And we're on TikTok too with stage moms, nice. WV. But yeah, that's pretty much everything. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for joining on such short notice. This is literally all going to be cut and produced <laughs> tonight. It's going to be yes. a long night for me, but luckily, you know, tomorrow's work and or uh, tomorrow's Friday and work's a little lighter for that. So, uh, dude, really appreciate your time, Gage. And um, dude, definitely appreciate you. I have to link up once. Uh... Yeah, in ten in ten years. <laughs> I've never been to West Virginia or that area. I know you don't, you know, live there any longer, but uh, would love to, you know, tour the old grounds with you, man. Yeah, that'd be sick. Uh, yeah, dude, it was good talking to you. All right, brother, you be well. You too. See you.